Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 230, and today we're going to be talking about three types of sales funnels for your business and how we can set ourselves up to survive without Amazon sales. And I know when we first started this podcast, it was all about Amazon, but a lot of you had said, Scott, you know what? I'd like to hear more about marketing and about how to build my brand outside of Amazon so I don't have to rely on Amazon. Now, if you listened to my last episode or one of my last episodes, the last one was the Ask Scott session, the one before that, episode 228, I talked all about how building your brand on rented land, in this case, Amazon or eBay, or if you were building niche sites back when, or maybe you still are because they still do work if they're done properly, you're still building your brand on someone else's platform. So if you're building websites to rank uh, you know, inside of Google, well, you're you're relying on Google, right? And if Google makes a change, guess what? You are wiped out. Uh, and I've seen it happen uh, to people very close to me. So it it can totally happen. So we have to prepare ourselves for that and also diversify our brand. It's kind of like diversifying your income too. Like if you're solely only relying on one source of revenue and you're you know, an entrepreneur, it's kind of risky uh, because, well, you know, if one of those channels goes away, you're kind of SOL, you know, so we want to make sure that we set ourselves up to, uh, you know, to protect ourselves from that, if at all possible. Um, same thing with Amazon. If Amazon wants to make a change, they can do so. And again, I talked about that pretty extensively in episode 228, so I would definitely recommend checking out that episode uh, you can find that episode and all the show notes to that one at theamazingseller.com forward slash 228 and uh, get all of the transcripts and the show notes there and all of the uh, all of the dis- all of the discussion, if I can talk here today. <laughs> all right, so first, I want to also say welcome back, okay? And I know that was kind of a long intro, but I kind of had to expound on that. But if you're just starting on Amazon right now and you're just starting to listen to this podcast, uh, you know, this episode... You can listen to it, but I don't want it to discourage you and I don't want it to overwhelm you, all right? Because if you are just starting, I do still still feel that starting on Amazon is a great place to start because you don't need a website, you don't need a list, you don't need, you know, any other technical stuff. You just need a good product to sell on Amazon. You can still launch the same way that we've been doing. You can still use pay-per-click through it through Amazon as we've always done. So it's a great place to start because the traffic is already there. Buyers are already there, right? So that's, that's kind of like the incentive to launching on Amazon. But once we get the ball rolling, then we want to kind of pivot a little bit as I'm doing right now currently because I'm feeling, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, the effects of just being on Amazon. And I know there's so much more that I could be leveraging outside of Amazon. Um, but if you are just starting, you can still listen to this. But I don't want you to really worry about this right now. I want you to only focus on launching your first product, okay? Because I think that's critical to making your first sale and then learning the process, all right? Now, if you are brand new and you want to attend one of my live 
workshops where I do this totally for free and I walk you through the five phases for picking a product and then launching a product and everything in between, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop and you can register for an upcoming live workshop there. Totally free. I also hang out for live Q&A so you can ask any questions there and I would love to have you attend. It's just a lot of fun. So uh, definitely come check me out over there and we can hang out for the evening or the afternoon, whichever time it is at that time. But you'll see the current time by heading over to that link. Once again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. All right. Now, what I want to talk about today, though, are three types of sales funnels for your business. Now, people sometimes, you know, funnels get a bad name. Sometimes people are like, oh, you're trying to just get sales out of people. And that's not necessarily what I'm all about. What I'm all about is really educating people through valuable content, through um, then guiding them, you know, to those products that could help them achieve what they're going after, whether that's a problem, whether that's a passion, whether that's something they're looking for that you can offer a better service, but it's really about educating them through that sales process. And, you know, it's just kind of been coined out there as like a sales funnel, a sales channel, however you want to call it. Um, We're going to refer to that as like a sales funnel, sales channel, and uh, we're going to walk through that. I'm going to give you three examples of ones um, that work really well, and they're not that difficult to get started, you know, but I'm not going to go through all of kind of like the setup because there are some things that you have to do to do that, but I want you to understand how it kind of works and how it can work, but there's hundreds of different ways that you can do this, Um, but I really just want you to wrap your head around um, what is possible and why um, you might want to be thinking about doing this, all right? But the best way to build a sustainable business, in my opinion, is to control the sales flow, okay? Look at Vistaprint, okay? If you've ever bought anything online from Vistaprint, they really know how to guide you through the process, right? You start by going there, filling out your business card that you want to have created, and then through the checkout process, they're giving you other things that could be related to that business card because you're in business and they know because you've qualified yourself by that first initial setup that you did for creating that particular business card. And then they take you through other related products that could help you in your business. Could be could be pens to give out to your customers. It could be uh, it could be mouse pads. It could be uh, postcards, so you can send them to your your customers after the order. There's a whole bunch of things that they give you the opportunity to buy on the way out. That's a sales funnel, a sales channel. Okay, and they're guiding you through that flow, it's similar to Amazon, right? Amazon knows by what you bought by what other products other people are interested in by looking at the sales history. But guess what? Some of those products that they're putting in front of your customers are some someone else's products. They're not yours. So what we want to do is we want to be able to guide them through um, the sales process by or the sales funnel by us controlling the flow, okay? Again, let me just reiterate, this doesn't mean that you don't pay attention to Amazon and you don't sell on Amazon. You do. That's just another channel. It's a diversification of our revenue, right? If we can earn even 25% of our sales off of Amazon, that's pretty good, right? Depending on what you're doing right now currently. Um, I recently interviewed a guy by the name of Mike Jackness. I met him in Miami at the event, uh, the Seller Summit that I spoke at. And um, it was really awesome to be sitting in, in the room with with him because he was going through his whole sales process and his sales funnel. I actually had him come on the podcast. It was episode 219 
If you want to check that out, again, I'll link it up on the show notes to this, but you can always head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 219. And um, he goes through how he sells colored pencils for the adult coloring, coloring industry. It's pretty amazing, right? But most of his sales, most of his sales come from his sales channel, not from Amazon. Okay, and he set that up by design. He didn't do that just because that's the way it's happening. Okay, um, so really, just it proves that this is definitely something that you want to pay attention to, and something you probably want to implement, you know, sooner than later. Okay, but what I want to do here is I want to ask you a question. Okay, what if you could pay one dollar and make two dollars? Or what if you could pay a dollar and make three or five or ten, right? Who wouldn't want that, right? It's kind of like that, you know, the internet marketers that say, you know, it's like your ATM machine, right? Well, it's kind of true in a sense. It's kind of spammy to say it like that. But if you can invest a dollar in advertising and then in turn, uh, you know, create a $2, uh, you know, return on that, that's pretty good, right? Or $3 or $5. And there's ways that you can do that. Now, what people need to understand too is a lot of people look for the sale like day one, right? So in Amazon, if we get someone to hit our listing, what we do is we have uh, an opportunity to convert them, right? We talk about conversions a lot, right? So we have that one chance to convert them, okay? Usually it's just that one chance. Chances of them coming back if they haven't added us to the car are pretty slim. Now, Amazon has been known to do some retargeting of their own, but it doesn't always mean that it's going to happen, right? But it's it could happen, and that's cool, right? But for the most part, they're not going to uh, come back and look for your item, right? And you're not going to be able to remind them because you don't own the customer data. You don't own any of that stuff that you can that you can give them, okay? So understand that once someone hits your listing on Amazon, they're there, and if you don't convert them right away, you're probably not going to convert them unless they come back looking for you, Okay? We want to set it up so this way, and how would this be? Again, another question for you, right? But what if you could have someone see your item or maybe a piece of content around your item, and then you have a pixel that basically allows you, okay, and if you're, you know, not technically, you know, or not, not, you know, thinking about like pixels and all that stuff, if you don't understand what that stuff means, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but really what it is, is putting a little snippet of code onto a page, um, that they land on. And then it allows you to retarget them. Google's been doing it for years. Um, but now Facebook allows you to do that as well. They've been doing it for probably the past year and a half now, I'd say maybe two years. Um, but it's getting more and more powerful where you're able to build these custom audiences and all this stuff, right? So wouldn't that be awesome if someone landed on your, your page that you directed them through a paid ad and maybe they didn't convert to a sale that day, but maybe you could follow them around in a little way that helps to educate them more to get them to come back to your, to your content piece or to your product that could potentially help them, right? That's what we're talking about. Like that is so real. That's like, that's totally happening, right now and it gets even deeper once you get into Facebook like their analytics and 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 more targeting options and per age and demographic and it's just really really crazy okay i'm getting a little off track here and i don't want to but uh it gets me pretty excited because there's a ton that we can do but the easy way right is jumping on amazon and letting their listing convert and if it doesn't convert you just wait for that next customer i think it's so much more valuable to be able to get someone to see your product or your content and then from there be able to follow up with them either through email or retargeting 
I think you have a better chance of getting them to know, like, and trust you, not just through your reviews that are on your listing, all right? So let me ask you another question, okay? What if you could help people by delivering useful content, okay, and give it to them by email, and then have someone buy your products immediately, some people will, and there's a bigger percentage that won't, right? But what if they were to come back and buy six weeks from now? After they know, like, and trust you because you delivered some really great information about that, right? Now, wouldn't that be awesome? Like, wouldn't, doesn't that make sense? Like, I think there's a a study out there that says it takes usually six to nine times to see something before you actually make that commitment to buy. So you have to make six to nine different, like, touch points before you know, like, and trust that business. Right now, Amazon has a lot of trust because of Amazon. Right, it's it's just what it is. You know, everyone knows Amazon. They trust the platform. They know if they have a problem, they're going to be able to get their money back and all that stuff. And that's great. Okay, but we need to create that for our own brand by educating them through the process, letting them know that we're there for them, letting them know um, that if they have any problems, we're going to be able to help them with that. Right. And we were able to then also show them some testimonials or some reviews of our own through email. There's a ton that we can do to help them know, like, and trust us, okay? And that's what I really want you guys to understand and I want you to take away. And I'm going to cover three types of sales funnels for your business, okay, that that to me that they're not that difficult um, to set up or to implement. And actually, there's some that I'm, I'm using right now and I'm going to be reporting back on and let you guys know how they do. But understand this, you're not just going to set up like a sales funnel like day one and it's going to be profitable. You have to still do the same thing that you would do with your listing. You have to test it. You have to tweak it. Maybe that offer isn't that great of an offer and maybe you got to mix that offer up and change something so it attracts the right the right buyer. And then from that buyer, you have to know what they want next and, and you have to just kind of play around with it until you get it. But once you get it, right? Once you, maybe you, you invest four or $500 into paid ads to see what works. Once you get it to work, you can then scale that, right? Then you can start to really ramp up your, your paid traffic. Okay. And also just a little side note, when you do the content route where you're actually educating people and you're publishing stuff on your blog or your website, you'll also get the SEO, the search engine optimization benefits of this. So then you're going to start getting some organic traffic to your site, which then in turn will allow them to enter into your sales funnel of education to sale, right? So again, there's a whole bunch of different ways that this will help to give a business legs and it'll also make it stronger for the future. All right. So really, really important that you understand that. All right. Now, one little golden nugget I want to give you right here. And I want you to just, you know, really think about this because what I just said to you probably should make you say, wow, you know, that's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And, And yes, that's, that makes total sense, Scott. Right. But the one little golden nugget I want to give you is that having a person's email address right now and I think in the future is very, very powerful for so many reasons, all right? And if you understand that and you don't just think like, well, I'm just going to go after and get the next customer, the next customer, the next customer, you know, that's great. But you need to capitalize on the customers that already paid you, that already reached into their pocket and paid you. Amazon does not allow us to take advantage of those, of those buyers, right? We all know that, 
Okay. Uh, but if we can do that, if we can, you know, grab those email addresses of people that we know are our prospects or customers, those right there are gold. Okay. And if you understand that, I'm telling you, um, look at, you know, Mike Jackness, perfect example. You know, he ran a contest. Um, and I'm going to go over that really quickly to kind of give you an idea of what that looks like. But he ran a contest to just get interest. Okay. And he was giving away a free coloring set of pencils. Um, they were like $40, $50 pencils, right? For the adult coloring, um, industry. And, um, he was able to build an email list. I think he said like 20 or 30,000 people, right? Imagine having 20 or 30,000 people that entered to win uh, these colored pencils, but yet they all didn't win. But guess what? We all, we know now that they're interested in coloring, adult coloring, right? So just let that sink in for a second and let that be your golden nugget from this episode right there, right? Like that right there to me is exciting and it's powerful, all right? So just really, really try to understand that, okay? Um, it, it allows you to carry on that conversation, okay, after they hit your listing, okay, or the product page on your website, not on Amazon, all right? So that's what I mean. Like, it's different. If you get someone that lands on your listing on Amazon, it's cool. That's good, right? But it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to follow up with them. It doesn't mean you're going to be able to carry on a conversation with them, okay? An email address will allow you to do that. And also, understand this. A lot of people say, well, Scott... Email marketing kind of dead, isn't it? Well, Mike Jackness says it's not. And also, uh, I I believe that uh, the other benefit, which you may or may not know, is you can take those email addresses that you've collected and you can upload them into Facebook, into your ad manager, and now you can create uh, a custom audience with those email addresses. And then from there, you can then do some retargeting to them. And then guess what else you can do? You can also take that audience and then you can create a lookalike audience through Facebook. Now, again, I'm getting a little bit ahead. Okay. But just to let you know what is out there, stuff is powerful. Okay. It's really, really powerful. And again, you're building an asset. You're building an asset for your business. With Amazon right now, we're building an asset in a sense that we're building a brand on Amazon. We're using Amazon's credibility and their authority, but we really don't, we don't own the process or the sales channel. So again, that's just another part of the business, right? There's a lot of businesses that start off, uh, you know, selling off of Amazon and then they want to graduate and go on Amazon and that's fine too. It's just another leg, another channel, another revenue stream. And that's really what you need to think about um, when going through this process. And that's what I'm thinking about right now, okay? Um, I don't think I would be doing you um, any good telling you that you should just build everything on Amazon. And I don't think I've ever done that. Um, yes, I've said it's very uh, it's very easy to get started there because you don't need all the tech stuff, right? But I've always said that building an email list when you can, whether it's with an insert card, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, doing a promotion and, and grabbing the emails, um, you, you definitely, you know, need to be doing that. And I've always said that you should be doing that um, as soon as possible, okay? But not to overcomplicate the process. In the beginning, when you're starting, you probably don't want to go down that route. Guess what? Because you don't want to learn all that other stuff. I get it, right? I get it. But you know, at this point, if you are up and running with a product or two and you're building a brand in a market, this is definitely something you need to consider, okay? 
Now, um, let's kind of dig in here, okay, and kind of go through how these sales funnels can kind of work. And again, like I said, there's multiple different angles you can take with sales funnels, um, but I'm going to give you three right now, and we're just going to be scratching the surface, all right? But let me just kind of give you the look of like what one would look like, okay? So number one, um, the first one that I want to kind of go over is like creating blog uh, content, Okay, blog, a blog, you know, and people say too, are blogs dead? No, they're not dead, right? Blogs are still very, very popular. There's a lot of blogs out there just like Amazon products, right? And people say, well, it's too saturated. It's not because you're not out there just creating this content for organic reach, okay? You're not just out there trying to rank your blog. What you're doing is you're creating a blog for your home base, okay? So this way here, you can also drive paid advertising to the blog, so then you can start to retarget from the blog, and then you can control that whole experience. So the blog is really just a glorified website, all right? It's a website that has a blog built in, okay? But I'll be you know, kind of calling it a blog um, because it's really about content and about your products. Your e-commerce store will reside there as well. All, all the e-commerce store really is is a shopping cart integrated into your into your blog. Um, okay, but basically, what we want to do is we want to create some content that uh, we know that our audience is going to need and want. Right, so we might want to start off, and this is what we've actually been doing right now, is uh, where we find ten questions that our customers or potential customers um, have right now. And there's a bunch of different ways you can do this. You can go out there and do the work yourself, or you can just hire a VA and say, "Hey, my market is you know fishing um, for bass." Right, try to get specific. What are the 10 biggest questions out there that are being asked on forums, on Facebook groups, and all that? Like, what are the top 10, um, you know, questions that are being asked? And you can hire a VA to do that. You can go to Upwork.com, Fiverr. You can go to a bunch of different places um, and, and hire someone. I know Chris Ducker has a service, Virtual Staff Finder. You can find someone there, but that's more for like a long-term thing. But if you just want like a one-off job, um, definitely worth looking at Upwork.com and finding someone to do that research for you. And then what they'll do is they'll compile it. You might even want to have them give you the top 20 or something. Then you can pick the top 10. And then what you do is you have content created around those questions. And then those are the ones that you're going to be publishing, okay? Um, Now, that's going to also allow you to link back to your product. So when these blog posts are created, you're going to have links in there, not a bunch. You're not going to go ahead and just have like link after link after link, maybe one, two, or three links leading back naturally where it would make sense to your product, okay? And that product is going to basically go back to your e-commerce store on your blog, or if you don't have that part set up yet, then just link it back to Amazon, right? You just want that content to be wrapped around your product links, okay? So again, that's really important that you understand that you have this content there for people to consume and then also educate, and in the process, you have links that are throughout that post that link back to your product, okay? Then... You take a Facebook ad, okay, you find the audience, very easy to do, just go out there and find different groups or um, actually groups, I'm not sure if you can target as of yet, I know they're talking about it, but you can definitely um, target uh, demographics or you can just target Facebook fan pages, that's another great way to do it. And then from there, you just go ahead and start running ads to those blog posts. And you might want to create like one really epic blog post. And it might even be like 
compiled of all of those blog posts that you just did, but maybe summaries of them. And then, then all those link over to all the individual ones. But what this is really doing, it's allowing you to advertise a Facebook ad to a blog post. Okay. And in that blog post is going to be the information that you're advertising, right? It's going to be, maybe it's a review guide about, you know, what you need to know about the custom fishing rod the, or the top 10 fishing rods or something like that. I know Spencer Hawes has done this really well on all his case studies over at Niche Pursuits. Um, if you want to kind of see how this stuff is mapped out, um, you can always go over to nichepursuits.com and check that out. Um, maybe I can even have Spencer on at some point and uh, we can kind of go through the basics of setting this stuff up and kind of like the um, methodology and stuff. But basically, you're doing this to uh, to educate your your potential customer, also have an opportunity for them to buy something. Also on that page somewhere, you'll have a place for them to opt in, so they can join your newsletter, or maybe they can join, uh, or maybe they can get a free coupon, or maybe a twenty five percent off discount, or maybe they can enter a contest or something like that. But a way for them to enter their email address, okay? And then from there. You're going to, in the background, you're going to add a Facebook ad pixel, okay? And again, I don't want to get too techie, but it's pretty easy to do inside of the ad manager, but uh, or you can even hire someone to set this stuff up for you, but you, you add a Facebook ad pixel on that page. So whether they jump on that page and then two seconds later they leave, they're going to be pixeled and then they're going to be added to a custom audience. This is where they they um, they compile all of the people that hit that page and then we can, we can create a, what they call a retargeting audience, okay? Then we can set a new ad up that then targets them, okay, those people, okay? And we can try to get them back to either that piece of content or we can drive them back to a different uh, piece of content on the blog, okay? Um, and then that way there we can continually uh, allow them to see our stuff, okay? Um, now, the next piece of this would be when they're on that page, like I had said, you want a place for them to be able to enter their email address, okay? And you can have something what they call is a content upgrade, okay? And maybe your content goes into detail, but maybe you can give them like a checklist or maybe you can give them a special guide or maybe you can give them a video um, walking them through how to, you know, do this certain thing, right? And then you can have them enter their email address to get that. Um, what I've seen that works really well and it, on lead pages is what I always use for that what they call as a lead box. It's where you would click on that link and then it would click, it would open up like a pop window that would allow you to fill in your name and email address. It's just less intrusive. Um, so this way here, you don't see like an email opt-in right off the bat. If they want it, they're gonna click on it and then the opt-in form would appear. Um, I've talked about lead pages. They're on my resources page. Page. If you guys want to go check them out, definitely go do that. You can uh, go through my affiliate link over there and buy me a cup of coffee, which would be amazing. Um, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash resources and you'll find lead pages there and uh, you can check them out. I use them. I've been using them now for probably two years and I love them. Um, just a really easy way to set up uh, opt-in pages and, and uh, lead boxes and stuff like that. Um, so that's an, a content upgrade. Then the next part of this funnel is you're going to be sending new emails to your subscribers through a drip campaign, okay, or, you know, an autoresponder, um, and you'll need something like AWeber or MailChimp or any of those autoresponders will work, and it's really where you're just going to be giving them a piece of content 
Maybe the first week you'll give them one every other day, and then maybe you'll give them one every single week. But this is a great way for you to bring great value to your to your potential customers and educate them through that, and one more and also give them the opportunity to buy your stuff. All right. Uh, so this allows us to deliver that value over time through blog posts. Um, you can, like I said, you can always mention your product in the content, which I think you should do. But my rule of thumb here is like, if you're going to do a drip campaign, I like three to one. So it's kind of like three pieces of valuable content with very, very light pitch. That means like you have the the email written with no pitch, but it drives them to a blog post, and in that blog post, there's some mentions of some products that you offer. Okay. Um, now the 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 fourth email, that one there, you can put a little coupon in there or a little code or a little a little pitch, right? It's kind of like, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, jab, 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 right hook. It's the same idea, right? You want to give them value, 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 and then it's okay to give them a little pitch, all right? And give them some special discounts for subscribers, any of that stuff. Maybe you're going to run a new contest. You can let people know about that. Uh, so that's a great way. So that's like funnel number one is really like building out some content and you don't have to have a ton. You can start with five pieces of content, right? With five emails that go out. Um, it's, it's just a great way though, for you to be able to drive people from a paid ad to a blog post, get them on that page. So then you can start retargeting them through a Facebook ad pixel and then carry on that conversation through a drip campaign. All right. So again, that's uh, that's sales funnel number one. All right. Pretty exciting stuff. I hope you guys are getting and getting as excited as I am explaining it. I love this stuff. All right. So uh, number two, the funnel number two that I'm going to talk about or sales channel, whatever you want to call it, is you want to create a giveaway. Okay. And I think a great way to do this, and this is something that I'm um, in the process of planning out right now on a third brand that I'm going to be involved in, is really uh, taking other products, not even my products, because I want to kind of start building that list today. I don't even have the first product launched yet. I don't even have the first uh, the first piece of content written. I don't even have uh, you know the blog created yet, right? But I want to start building an email interest list in a sense, right? So how do I do that? Well, what I can do is I can grab three, four, five other products, small products, don't have to be that big, but maybe they're like 10 or $15 a piece or maybe 20 bucks a piece. Maybe the thing is worth a hundred bucks and you literally can buy these all from Amazon, get them shipped to your house and then start doing a giveaway, right? You can do a giveaway um, to then start getting interest by having them enter their email address to enter the contest, okay? Now, that's if you don't have a current product. If you currently have a product, use your product as the giveaway, right? Give them a discount code, whatever you want to do in order to, um, you know, I wouldn't give them a discount code at that point. I would give them it totally free, and what I would do is I would then have them enter their email address um, to enter to win, and then over the next seven days, what you'll do is then you'll collect the email addresses, and then you'll announce the winner, okay? But I'll, I'll go through that here in a second, but what you'll do here is on that giveaway page, again, you can create that giveaway page in lead pages, again, just a simple landing page, um, can have a countdown on it that's, you know, maybe you're going to do it for seven days, so it would say, like, there's only three days, 24 hours, and 22 seconds before you pull the winner, um, that's pretty cool. Um, they can also share that page with other people, so that way they it gets a little bit of viral attention, right? But on that page, we're going to do another thing, which we talked about in the first one, which is we're going to add the Facebook ad pixel to there so we can then build that audience even if they don't enter their email address because now we can build that audience inside of Facebook by retargeting them through that pixel, okay? 
And again, if we already have some blog content created, well, guess what? We can start sending them to some useful and some helpful information that can get them to know, like, and trust you through that drip campaign that we talked about before. All right. So we would capture the email, we'd have them enter their email address to enter the contest, we would send them to a thank you page, and on that thank you page, again, that thank you page is just a very simple page, it has very little on it, it just says, hey, thanks for entering the contest, you know, I wish you luck, and we'll be announcing the winner, you know, on this date, and oh, by the way, feel free to invite your friends, here's a couple of share options, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, you know, and then they can share that page, all right? But then what you'll do is after the seven days, you're going to pull the winner. And they have a tool out there called random, um, random.org. And you can just tally up like, uh, you know, one through, you know, 500, um, how, you know, however many you, you collected. And then what you can do is you can see when they joined by looking at your email provider, maybe AWeber or whatever. And then you can just randomly pick a number and, um, and then you'll pick the winner. Um, that's how, that's how we do it on our workshops when we, when we do a giveaway there. So that's a easy way to do it. And then what you'll do is you'll email everyone, okay? And you'll say, hey, uh, congratulations to, you know, Beverly, uh, Smith, awesome job, you know, great, you know, so happy for you, you've won, please contact us, and hey, if uh, if uh, you didn't win, it's okay, we've got something special for you too, uh, a special 25% off discount to all of you that entered because we really appreciate you taking the time to do so, right? So we're still giving them something of value, and it's not like a hard pitch, they signed up to win that thing, right? So why not give them an offer to buy that thing, right? Um, and then again, we would follow up with emails with useful content. I wouldn't spam them. I would send it out every couple of days. This is gonna, this is gonna build some goodwill. It's going to allow us to create that, uh, you know, that trust element that we need. Um, and it's also going to allow them to have more chances to buy our stuff through the content that we delivered, okay? Um, again, do not stuff the content with links. Make it natural, okay? And again, I want to go back to Mike Jackness because he did this exact thing that I just covered with you. Exactly. He created a giveaway, okay, with his colored pencils. He ran them. I think he did one every single day. Um, and then he had like different dates though for them. Um, and then he would announce the winner at the end of the seven days. And then he would give a discount code to anyone that didn't win. And he said it covered the cost of his ads and then some, and he built a massive email list. And guess what else this helped him do? It helped him, uh, it helped him pick the next product. He was actually going to go into watercolors, and after he polled his audience, his, his 30,000 plus people, they all said, nah, we're not really into the watercolors. We like colored pencils. So guess what? He didn't create that product. That's huge. That is huge. So hopefully you understand that. Hopefully you understand that. Um, okay, so moving on, um, let's go to the last sales funnel that I want to um, go over with you. And again, this is a little bit more advanced, but I still want to give it to you. Okay, this is something that's been circulating out there and it works really well. It's a free plus shipping offer. You may have seen this, you may have seen like a book, buy a, you know, get the book for free plus $5.95 shipping. And then as soon as you buy that, you get a little bump in sale or a little, they call it a sales bump. Um, upsell, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, but it's a way for them to acquire a customer. They are giving a real book away and sometimes losing money on that book, but they know that the percentages are um, 
a lot higher to get someone to buy um, something else down the road, even if it isn't on the next page, okay? So the way that this would work is you would run a Facebook ad to that free plus shipping offer, okay? And uh, really easy to do. Same thing, you would target an audience that's very similar to, you know, or that's targeted to your market and all of that. And then from there, you would um, you would set it up so that they can buy the book or get the book for free plus the shipping. And then you would have to set up something that would allow them to have a one, um, uh, they call it like a one-click upsell, um, okay? And again, what I would do here is I would take the Facebook ad pixel and drop it on that free plus shipping offer page. So if you have that page on your blog, you're going to want to drop that pixel on there because why? Well, because you want to create that custom audience that you're paying for, right? You're paying for people to come to a page. Once they hit that page, why not create a another audience inside of Facebook that now you can target in the future or you can just give them more useful content, okay? But then the way that it would look is this, is you would create that Facebook ad to the free offer plus shipping um, offer, all right? Create, put the Facebook pixel on there to create that custom audience, all right? And then immediately after they would accept that, they would be presented with another offer. And that offer could be, so let's just say that you were selling a supplement, right? So an easy uh, upsell here or next offer could be like, you know, the free plus shipping offer was like one bottle, right? For free plus $5.95 shipping, a 30-day or a 60-day supply. Well, the next logical offer would be like, you know, hey, thanks so much, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, accepting this free offer. Uh, We've got another great offer for you for taking action, and we would love to give you two more bottles for 50% off our regular price. So for just $19.97, you can get two more bottles. That would be a 120-day supply uh, for just 19.97 plus free shipping or something like that, right? So that way there, um, that offer, not everyone will accept that offer, but some will. And the some that do will offset your ad spend, okay? Your ad. So they call that like a liquid, liquid, yeah, liquidating offer. Um, it's where you're going to be able to um, take uh, that expense for ads and reduce that or even eliminate it by giving them uh, that that extra offer, okay? And really what you need to understand is we're not necessarily saying that we're going to make all the money from that offer. We're really looking to just take uh, our cost for acquiring a customer and just reducing that so that way there in the future, the long-term uh, you know, sales uh, for these customers is what you're really looking at, right? Because then what we're gonna do is the same exact thing. We're gonna send emails that we're gonna be educating them. We're gonna be building the goodwill and creating like, you know, the know, like, and trust element that we need, right? And again, I would stick to the three or four pieces of content that's just pure content, pure value to one pitch, right? So maybe send three or four emails before you make that, that, hey, um, you know, we know that you, uh, you know, you're really been enjoying this content or whatever, and we wanted to reward you by giving you, you know, 25% off um, any of our products this week um, only uh, just because you are one of our, you know, one of our subscribers, email subscribers, newsletter subscribers, whatever you want to call it, VIP or subscriber, whatever it is, right? You just want to make it sound as though you're doing them a favor, which you are, because they are taking the time to read your emails and your content, right? Uh, So those are three pretty basic, some are a little more complicated, but 
It doesn't have to be. Just as long as you understand this process is really what I want you to take away. And I think the easiest, the very easiest one to do is the giveaway. I think the giveaway one is super easy to do. You're able to uh, acquire, you know, prospects and customers like right out of the gate, right? And that email list that you're building is so hyper targeted because people enter to win that thing. And that thing is what you sell, right? So that's a no brainer. So I would say that would be my first one. Um, the content one would probably be the next because I do believe long term that one there is going to help um, educate and uh, and build that that uh, know, like, and trust element. And also think about this. You can almost do that in like a one-two punch where you did the giveaway offer, you know, the sales funnel, and then you led them into your content drip through that. Um, and then, you know, kind of did the retargeting thing as well. So there's a lot of different things we can do. You guys, you know, kind of seen that I just threw a ton at you and I don't want you guys to get overwhelmed, especially if you're brand new, don't worry about this. Okay. Don't worry about this right now. It's, it's here for you. You can come back and listen to this episode if you need to. Um, I will be doing more in the future. Um, as I kind of roll out my own stuff, I'll be going through it. I'll be kind of giving you the play by play, you know, giving you the test results, what worked, what didn't work. Um, and all of that, because it's something that I'm really excited about, but I'm also very, uh, you know, I know that it's going to uh, to be something that we all need to do and we should be doing. I mean, if I go all the way back to when I started selling uh, photography product, you know, digital type products online almost what, eight, nine years ago, I followed a very similar model to this, right? I delivered value up front and then from there I delivered products that matched up to what my email subscribers were telling me, and then I just continued to to kind of rinse and repeat that. And over time, I was able to build um, the trust through the brand, not just myself. And then from there, uh, it was just a no brainer. So when we would roll something out, it would you know it would sell. Um, so it, it's it works the same way, and I've seen it work in my own stuff, but I've also seen it work in a lot of other businesses. And again, if you even look at the bigger businesses like Vistaprint or look at GoDaddy, GoDaddy's another one that does a really good job at um, at upselling through that sales channel. Now, GoDaddy and Vistaprint, they're not really geared towards like content, right? They're not going to be giving you like ways that you can build your business um, on a daily basis, right? But they're doing a sales funnel for what you've purchased in the past. So they are targeting you with other stuff that you're interested in. Um, I like the content around a market because then you can educate and you're not being salesy at all and you can just build that know, like, and trust very, very easily and it's you know, it's, it's just the right way to do it in my book. Um, so, all right, guys, I covered a ton there and you guys can tell I get super excited about this. I actually went into, into detail about this and kind of scratched the surface a little bit at our TAS live, uh, or breakthrough live, um, event. And, uh, everyone was going uh, crazy after I kind of talked about this and we just scratched the surface. So, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting stuff. I get really, really pumped about this, but again, I want to, I want to give you guys, uh, that are brand new that are just listening or maybe just got started. Your focus is Amazon. Your focus is to get your sales up and running on Amazon, know the system, create a good product. The only thing I would say is definitely make sure that you focus 
on a market and not just a product. That would be my personal advice. It doesn't mean that you can't go out there and just take a barrage of products and throw them out there and see what sticks. You can do that. I don't like that model because it's kind of like the retail art model where you're just you're throwing a bunch of stuff out there and selling some and not selling some. And I would rather, me personally, again, this is my personal take, I would rather build something around a market and then have that market keep telling me what they want and what they need and then delivering it to them. Um, it's just, again, personal preference. So you can pick what you want to do. Uh, but if you are brand new, like I said, I want to mention um, the workshop once again. I do a live workshop walking you through uh, how to pick your product, how to source your product, how to launch it, everything in between, how to make your first dollar on Amazon. I do that on this free live workshop. You can register for an upcoming one by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. And uh, yeah, I'll walk you through all that. I also hang out there live at the end, do some Q&A and all of that stuff. All right, so I want to remind you guys too that we do have full show notes to this episode and all the others, um, transcripts, uh, links, all that stuff that I mentioned. This one here will be episode 230. So again, the link to this will be theamazingseller.com forward slash 230 and you can grab all that over there. And um, yeah, all I ask, all I ask from you guys is just, uh, you know, go out there and take some action, report back to me, let me know, you know, what you're doing, um, maybe things that worked, what didn't work, and I can report back. And then uh, the only other little favor is, uh, you know, maybe share this with other people that you think would get value from the podcast. Um, If you haven't left any iTunes love, I would love for you to do that. Head over to iTunes, leave me a review, um, some feedback over there, and uh, that would be really, really cool. All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up. Now, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go get them.